Chapter 3 Three New Countries Prepared for Diversity There is no worse tyranny than to force a man to pay for what he does not want merely because you think it would be good for him. Robert A. Heinlein, Science Fiction Author Imagine that in a continent of the future which recognizes the sovereignty of the individual, new countries have formed in some places. Let's have a closer look at three of them. The Forest Siblings The land of the Forest Siblings takes its name from the wooded area in which they have settled. They are organized in individual settlements, which are divided when a headcount of more than 150 is reached. Each village consists of shared and individual accommodation. There is common property in all things outside individual apartments. The residents take care of their sick and old. In principle, there is free love within the community, even after couples have formed. Children are brought up by the village community together. From the age of 15, young people are sexually self-determined. The forest siblings want to live as close to nature and in as environmentally friendly a way as possible. They are satisfied if they manage to have the necessities of life. There is bartering with other villages, and often things are brought in from the outside world. The individual settlements are run by village elders, mostly elderly women. The inhabitants decide on the new admission of settlers and other questions by direct vote. Carola B., founder of the Forest Siblings and village elder of the first settlement, explains, This is our model, a paradise without growth. We do not want freedom, we want community. We have less material wealth, but more social warmth. Mankind is not made for anonymous mass society and is therefore unhappy. Why all this buying and selling to grow more and more to raise the standard of living? Because men want to impress women. Why do men want to impress women? Because they want to have sex with women. If you can have that now, without all the stress, all the environmental destruction, all the competitive pressure, and the desire to be more and more, bigger and better, then everyone is much more balanced and happier. Of course, we know that some of us still have a foothold and assets elsewhere. But if someone in the outside world earns money and then settles down with us and brings a part of it with him and gives it to the community, that's fine. The Principality of Christo The Principality of Christo only accepts white Christian settlers. The inhabitants elect a lifetime prince to appoint a government. The prince, government, and the people can propose laws that are decided by direct democracy. The principality is divided into municipalities which enjoy a high degree of autonomy and which are also responsible for social security, which can vary from municipality to municipality. The inhabitants believe that the family is primarily responsible for social security, the church in the second place, and the community in the third place. Transfer recipients and state employees are exempt from voting rights in order to avoid conflicts of interest. The model is the traditional family with a man as head of the family and primary breadwinner. Abortions are only permitted in exceptional cases. Families receive an additional ballot for each child in elections and votes. All men are subject to the draft 
and the borders are militarily secured. Individual and economic freedoms are quite high, but vary from community to community. It is generally expected that people go to church on Sundays. Martin S., founder of the Principality and First Monarch of the Election, reports, The mainstream press consistently describes us as outdated, racist, and sexist. But in reality, people are flocking to join us. We are drowning in applications. We have nothing at all against other ethnic groups or religions, but let them be happy in their own communities. In any case, we want to avoid, like the Jews, being an oppressed minority for a thousand years before we come up with the idea of joining forces in our own state. We want to live the way we are and want it to stay that way. We have hard-working, intelligent people. That is why we can also keep up in the high-tech sector and export accordingly, which in turn ensures a high standard of living for us. Our families are intact, the birth rate is stable, and community cohesion is good. We believe that the Christian faith is important because it holds society together. Our crime rate is low. Conflicts between social groups are rare. We believe that our ethnic and confessional homogeneity is a success factor. Jetsonia Jetsonia is an independent city managed and secured by a private company. Each resident pays a fixed amount per year. To this end, the company provides infrastructure, security forces, rescue services, and an arbitration system. The details are laid down in a contract concluded between the company and each individual resident. This contract cannot be unilaterally modified by the company and can only be terminated if a resident has violated his contractual obligations. Any disputes on this matter are heard before an independent arbitration tribunal. Incidentally, residents can do whatever they want as long as they do not harm others. Comprehensive freedom of expression and contractual freedom applies. There are no politics, no parliament, and no central bank. If desired, the residents have arranged private insurance against all eventualities of life or founded self-help groups, be it for protection against illness, death, need of care, or accidents. Anyone can offer new products and services without authorization or license and get paid in any desired currency. To test new ideas, Jetsonia has set up a so-called ANCAP zone in which the inhabitants pay nothing at all, taking care of everything themselves, including the rules of their coexistence. The company spokesman, Frank K., says, most people here do not want any political or religious guidelines on how to lead their lives. Because Jetsonia has a minimum regulatory density, we have been able to produce many innovations and achieve high productivity. People are not incited against each other by politics. They do not even have to worry about politics because there is no such thing as politics here. But they also don't have to worry about being constantly confronted with new rules. Since free trade prevails and everyone can import everything duty-free and no taxes are payable apart from the annual contribution, even low-income earners have a high standard of living. Because we have no currency the government can manipulate, the purchasing power of our residents is constantly increasing. 
The pension scheme can be planned and allows for retirement whenever the person concerned considers the level reached to be sufficient. In principle, anyone from all over the world can come to us who can make a living and accepts our basic rules. But we look closely at the applicants. Criminals, as well as political or religious extremists, are either rejected immediately or leave our city very quickly. With regard to compliance with our few rules, the zero-tolerance principle applies. We have no wealth redistribution, no minimum wage, and no protection against dismissal. Everything is negotiated directly between the parties or their representatives. I ask you, if we are such a bad exploitative system, why do so many people from all over the world come to us voluntarily? These are now three completely different systems of living together. What they have in common is this. First, participation is voluntary. Secondly, they have no chance of being established in today's world. For they cannot be reconciled with the prevailing legal or moral systems. But what would be so bad about people who want to do this organizing themselves in a different way than the majority think it is right? Is striving for the world to look the same everywhere really a worthwhile endeavor? What if there is no optimal system for everyone, not even for the individual? Perhaps a young person wants to spend a few years with the four siblings out of idealism and to gain sexual experience. Afterwards, he goes to Jetsonia to build up an economic existence, a fortune, and a pension. Finally, he spends his retirement in the Principality of Cristo or a similar entity in which he feels comfortable and secure among his peers. Are we ready to accept all three models? If not, then we are the problem for a prosperous coexistence of all people, not politicians, multinationals, or the super-rich. The key to peaceful living together is not to prevent others from becoming happy their own way.